Welcome to the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where personal finance is about the person, not the numbers, and budget isn't a four-letter word anymore. Here's your co-host and certified professional financial coach, Jill Emanuel. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Fiscal Fitness Podcast. This is Coach Jill Emanuel. I'm the lead financial coach with Fiscal Fitness Phoenix, and welcome back. I'm so happy to have you back with me again today. I am really excited to dive into today's topic, and I'm going to be talking all about shopping on Amazon. This has been a frequent hot topic with a lot of clients. A lot of people that I'm seeing on a regular basis will confess to me that Amazon feels like one area of their spending that tends to be very out of control, very unpredictable and that they are sometimes feeling a bit of overwhelm about because they're seeing the frequency and the amount of these transactions and not really knowing how to best gain control of it. So if you are someone who is a frequent Amazon shopper and is also feeling a little bit out of control with what's happening in this particular area of spending, this episode is for you. Before I dive in, if I have not already invited you to join the Fiscal Fitness Facebook group, I'm going to do that right now. We would love to have you come and join our community on Facebook. If you search Fiscal Fitness Money, you can ask to join, and we would love to have you as part of our community where we are continually spreading the word about how to manage your personal finances and what opportunities are available to you. We do lots of free training, try to provide all of the most relevant and up-to-date information to you as the financial landscape continues to evolve. And we would love to have you join us. We try to stay very positive and optimistic and help answer your questions. So if you're not yet a member, please head on over. Okay, so let's stop into let's jump into today's topic talking all about Amazon and I really wanted to kind of help you gain some perspective or reflect back on how much life has changed now that we can do so much of our shopping and meet so many of our needs with the simple click of a button. Definitely with the rise of all of online shopping It has become the norm. We are all very familiar with being able to hop online to any of our favorite websites and purchase what we want in an instant. And Amazon just so happens to be probably the biggest one of those that has changed the face of how most people shop. With Amazon, we now can have immediate gratification. We can get an idea in our head of something that we want or see something somewhere. We hop on Amazon, search for it, and in the click of a button, we know that item is on its way towards us. It really provides us with this instant sense of satisfaction. And, you know, it can be a huge convenience factor too. I'm not going to lie. We definitely use Amazon. And there are many times that I'm just so grateful that I don't have to run around town. I don't have to rearrange my schedule to go and run an errand to pick something up. I can simply order it on Amazon. But with this, it definitely prevents us from having any time to anticipate or contemplate that buying decision. We're really taking that out of the equation and with fewer barriers in place, it is so much easier to spend your dollars. And that's really what I want you to kind of think about and reflect on is that 
over time, the landscape of purchasing has greatly changed. You know, we back in the day would have to anticipate shopping. We would have to think about actually going somewhere. And all of that anticipation and the delay between making the, you know, having the thought and actually making the purchase protected us in a way from spending more money than what we actually intended. Now, businesses and lenders and banks, they've done everything possible to really lower the barrier between us seeing something or thinking about something and making that actual purchase, spending our dollars. And you can kind of look at the way that's evolved over time where, you know, when the online shopping first was available, you had to log in every time and you had to enter all of your payment information. And they realized that if you could save your payment information online and create your own login, it would make it so much easier. You could just buy without having to go and grab your wallet and look for that information. You will see that on Amazon, there's a buy now button on many purchases where you don't have to even add it to your cart. You can simply hit the buy now button and it automatically will bill it to the card that you have on file. No delay, no extra steps. It's super, super simple. If you think about using a debit card or a credit card and, you know, obviously before the time of technology, the worker would have to like put it in that little metal card swiper and get out their paper and swipe that thing and you'd sign your name on it. Some of you probably don't even remember that. I'm giving away my age here, but I do remember those days. And then it came to where there was a strip on your card and you could slide it in the machine and it was so much more quick. And now you can tap your card on the machine. No need to even insert the chip or swipe it. You can tap your watch. You can double click on your phone and pay with Apple Pay very, very small barriers to being able to spend your money and done underneath the guise of convenience for you. And we don't oftentimes think about what a benefit that is to the people that we're paying that money to, right? How is it impacting the way that we spend and how much more of our money are we freely giving away because we don't feel any pain of parting with that money because it has become so very simple that we simply don't have to think about it or we don't have to realize the amount of money that we're spending. So oftentimes we can be spending significantly more than what we're actually realizing we're spending or more than we were actually prepared to do. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about how you can pr protect yourself from spending more than you wanted to. How can you protect and safeguard that hard-earned money of yours so that you don't fall prey to these really smart marketing tactics that are in place that can tempt you to part with your money so freely? And Amazon is one of the places that I see this show up so, so frequently with the people that I work with. It is so incredibly convenient and almost everything that we would want or need can be found on Amazon and delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days or sometimes even in a matter of hours. Now, this convenience certainly has its place and I will not deny that we're regular Amazon purchasers, but if you aren't careful, this can be one area of spending that can feel highly unpredictable and can result in a lot of overspending, which is really what we want to try to prevent. From a psychological perspective, there's a lot of evidence that points to 
anticipation being one of the key factors in how much joy or pleasure that we get from purchasing something. So it's no surprise to me that when I talk to people and uh, you know we're working together in one of their one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions that they'll come to the session and feel a lot of shame or embarrassment or with excuses um, about the number of purchases that they made through Amazon specifically. This is definitely one that I see with a lot of people having challenges with. So instead of truly feeling excited or happy about the purchase that they just made, they're actually left feeling really low, feeling stressed out or worried about the amount of money that they've spent, trying to justify it, not only to me, but even to themselves. And they're really not getting much joy or fulfillment out of that purchase compared to what they may have actually gotten for themselves if they allowed themselves some more time to anticipate that purchase before pressing buy now. So there is definitely a key to be able to build in more of that anticipation. You know, if you remember the days before online shopping, before there was an Amazon where you could simply click and order now, you might recall, you know, seeing ads on TV, hearing a commercial, looking at things in a magazine, being at a friend's house and seeing that they got some new cool gadget and that you really wanted to get that too. And you were anticipating the trip where you were going to go to the store and go shopping for that thing, right? You were anticipating it, maybe building it up in your mind. Sometimes you could go that same week. Sometimes it may have been weeks or months before you were finally able to go and seek out that thing that had been in your mind. And all of this time in between the moment that you had this initial idea of making the purchase and the moment when you actually had that item in your hands, it built up anticipation. It built up excitement for you so that by the time that you went and made that purchase, you were actually happy and excited and thrilled to finally have that thing. Now that really isn't the case. Very rarely do I actually see people feeling very excited or proud or happy about the purchase that they made. They're oftentimes, you know, right on to the next thing, not, appreciating it, not having a lot of joy, not having much fulfillment from it. You know, we will often, and I even find myself doing this, we'll order something online, feel super frustrated that if our two day shipping turns into three days, right? We're waiting forever. It feels like it finally arrives at our door. And then what do we do? We oftentimes bring the box in and just leave it sitting somewhere right? Like not even open it for a couple of days because it doesn't even feel urgent anymore. And then when we actually get around to opening it, it's kind of like, eh, okay, here it is. Like there's no sense of joy. There's no sense of fulfillment in that moment. Like I said, we're kind of just already on to the next thing. We've already forgotten almost that we made that purchase. And I know that we're guilty of that because I will see like, oh, an Amazon purchase came and I don't know what it is that's coming. I've completely forgotten what it is that we ordered. We try to be more engaged with this and conscientious of it, but I 100% know that this is something that normally happens to people. And if we're not careful, we can wind up spending a whole lot more money and we're not even getting that enjoyment or fulfillment. So we're, you know, just back to looking for the next thing. We're back to shopping for the next thing because that moment we press buy, that's the one moment when we get that rush of endorphins where we feel like, yes, I got something. And then we're like right on to the next thing and have kind of forgotten all about it. 
So one piece of thinking about Amazon or all online shopping for this matter is that we want to think about it through the lens of how can I create a bigger barrier to purchasing for myself? Or how can I allow myself to anticipate this purchase for a longer period of time? So not only does this help you to strengthen your delayed gratification muscle, but it really allows you to feel more joy when you do purchase and also allows you to feel more in control of the money that you're spending, right? So no buyer's remorse from purchasing too soon without really thinking about it, which is just a rotten feeling. So, Let's talk about a few of these safeguards that you can put in place for yourself, okay? One thing that is top of the list is to not let yourself purchase online over the weekend. So what? I know it's so mean of me to say this, but here's the truth. The weekends tend to be the time when people spend the most money. In fact, online shopping is traditionally highest on Sundays. So people are settled down, they're relaxed, they're at home, they're planning ahead for the week and they are scrolling online. Sunday evenings are actually the highest purchasing time of the entire week. So if you can put a rule in your plate in place for yourself to say, I am not going to do online shopping over the weekend, and maybe you, you know, plan to order only on Tuesdays. Okay. Tuesdays is far enough away from Sunday that you've had a little bit of time to sleep on it, a little bit of time to think about that order. The impulsiveness of the weekend is hopefully passed by then. So maybe Tuesday or Wednesday is your ordering day. I feel like by Thursday, people start to mentally get into the weekend mode again, which is why I would say Tuesday and Wednesday are likely the best days and traditionally Tuesday is the lowest purchasing day um, of the week. And so that might be a really good day for you to set as a safeguard for yourself to keep more of your money to say Tuesdays is the day that I'm going to order. And by then some of that initial rush of ex excitement or impulsivity has passed and you can make a much more rational or logical decision at that time. Now, when I say to wait until Tuesday, I hear a lot of people like protest that, you know, well, gosh, I'm going to forget what I saw or where it was and you know what that thing was. So add it to your cart. If you're an Amazon shopper, especially, I think this is great. Put things into your cart on Amazon, but don't order it yet. Don't press buy. Just let it hang out in your cart for a little bit. Let those items add up. So you'll be amazed. I really think to see how many times over the course of the week, you actually are looking on Amazon or thinking about purchasing something if you just put them into your cart each time without actually pressing buy now. Uh, I think it's really good for you to come back to that, right? So you're adding things into that cart. You're waiting to see what's there until your Tuesday when you're going to go in and order. You can look at your cart. You can see what the total is that's in there. How many items did you add? What is the total amount that you're spending? See if you still actually want everything there. See if you're good with the dollar amount that you're about to spend. And if you are, if the answer is like, yes, I still want all of this stuff and I see how much it is now very clearly. And I know that this is my order for the week and I'm still fine with this, then go ahead and press purchase. Okay, go ahead and buy then, that's fine. You've given yourself some time to think about it and to build a little bit of that anticipation in place. You're adding it to the cart so you don't have to worry about forgetting something or not getting it right now. I cannot tell you how many times I've added things into my Amazon cart 
looked at it several days later and I no longer felt that urgency of purchasing the item, right? Like suddenly it's like, eh, yeah, I guess, maybe I'll want it later. You know what? I have a rule for myself that if I do not want it in that moment still, when I go back to make the purchase, I put it on my wish list. I put it on the wish list to remind me that like it's still there. I'm still going to remember the things that I wanted. I can still go back to this list and see it later. And if I'm being totally honest, I never go back to look at that wish list. I don't ever think about it again. Once I've satisfied that initial need or urge to think that I can get something, I'll put it in that cart and I look back a few days later to see, do I really want to order these things? If I don't, I add it onto the wish list. And then it is totally forgotten for me, you guys. It is totally out of my mind. In preparing for this podcast, out of curiosity, I decided I was gonna go and look at my wish list in Amazon. Okay, so I went to look at the wish list. I had 84 items on my wish list. So these are all things that were at one time in my cart that I was ready to buy. And if I didn't have this rule in place for myself to not buy things immediately and to wait, and then if I wasn't ready to put it in that wish list, I would have spent this money. I had, I added them all to my cart out of curiosity to see how much would have I spent on these 84 items. And it was $4,707.45. Okay. And there were several items that were no longer available. So I have no doubt that I've saved well over $5,000 simply because I have had this practice of not buying immediately, not pressing buy now, putting it in the cart, evaluating it later in the week to make sure that I'm really still wanting this item, that it's really important for me to still have it. And if not, I simply just put it on that wish list. So think about that, $5,000 that now has gone towards things that I actually want and value or that has gone into my investments or into my savings so that I have a you know better financial future because I did not give in to that temptation. I put some systems and processes in place for myself and this is something that I use with clients all the time and encourage them to do when they are feeling really overwhelmed or stressed about Amazon. So something that I would encourage for you guys to do. The added benefit of you know adding those items to your cart for later you know in addition to allowing yourself that anticipation delayed gratification letting you enjoy something a bit more because you've built that into the process of buying and allowing you to see more clearly how much you're actually spending on these purchases so if that wasn't enough in addition to it it allows you to batch order it allows you not to put in so many miscellaneous little orders throughout the week so there's most likely less boxes that are being packed up that can put your order together. There's less waste, less pollution caused by all the delivery drivers coming to your house every day, less embarrassment, frankly, from like, oh my gosh, the Amazon driver's been at my house every day this week, right? I will hear people lament about that when we're talking about it and they kind of, um, you know, laugh with a bit of embarrassment about the number of packages that they have arriving at their house. And so if you're someone who's eco-conscious, maybe this is one more way to support our planet by just saying you're going to order only once a week. So another thing that I've done with clients is to help them put a plan in place for how much they intend to spend on Amazon. This is definitely one area of spending that I see where people feel like it's very chaotic or very unpredictable. 
And when I work with clients, I really believe it's important for us to try to streamline their budget and make as many like random and variable expenses actually more predictable. So the more predictable something is, the more well we can plan for the future, the more streamlined our finances are. It just feels a lot easier. And so one way that we can do this with Amazon is to allot yourself a set dollar amount that you'll spend on Amazon. And usually I say per pay period. So with each pay period, how much money goes towards Amazon spending? And let's just earmark it for that. So you might decide that your Amazon allowance is $100 every two weeks, okay? That's part of your budget is that every two weeks, $100 is going to Amazon. We don't know for what yet because as we all know, Amazon has everything, right? So it could be any number of things and let's just not get too tied up in the minutia of that, but let's just say $100 every two weeks is going to be spent on Amazon. For everyone, this is going to be highly variable. So really look at kind of what your averages have been or how much you feel comfortable allotting to this area of life. Um, but on payday, what I find really works well is that you can transfer that set amount of dollars onto an Amazon gift card and then it's held in your Amazon account. So when you add things into your cart and you go to purchase, you can opt to pay through your Amazon gift card and that way it's not Billing all of these small and random amounts onto your debit card or your credit card. You can clearly see how much you have left on that gift card. And it's another way for you to really begin to practice delayed gratification because you can look and see, hey, if I only have $40 left on my Amazon card and I want to buy this thing that costs me $80, I'm just going to wait until the next pay period where I know I'm going to put more onto the card. I'm gonna add another $100 so I'll have more than enough to make this purchase. So you just let that thing hang out in your Amazon cart until you have the funds available to make the purchase. So it really can help to you know, slow down the speed at which you're making purchases on Amazon, but lets you know that you still can get that thing. It doesn't mean you can't have what you want. It just means maybe not this week, next week is the time. And so you can feel much better about making that purchase because you know that you didn't spend more than you intended. You actually have more time to build up that anticipation and get excited about the purchase. Um, so it feels better when you finally do um, decide to buy. This really allows you much more predictability with how much will be spent in this area of life. So. You know, if we say, yes, it's $100 and it's every two weeks on payday, you know that every month you're spending $200 on Amazon. And if you have a few weeks where you really didn't order very much, those funds are going to start to accrue so that, you know, maybe three weeks down the road, you have a couple hundred dollar purchase that you want to make. You likely have that amount that's already sitting on your Amazon card because you've been consistently putting $100 every pay period onto it. Again, yours might be $200 or it might be $50. So choose the number that's right for you. But this is one way to feel much more in control of it and to take all of those little transactions that you're seeing in your bank account or on your credit card and get them out of there. Now you've just got a very consistent transfer every two weeks or twice a month, whatever that cycle is for you from your checking onto your Amazon gift card and it makes your bank account or credit card statement look so much more simplified and clean and simple. So this is really a wonderful option for someone who's been feeling 
like there is a lot of chaos with their Amazon spending, maybe feeling a little bit guilty about the amount of that they're spending or the number of transactions they're seeing, seeing feeling like we never can stay on top of things because Amazon, like there's always all these extra charges that we have. These are the things that I hear oftentimes from clients when they come in and meet with me. So these are some, I think, really good and practical, easy things that you can put in place for yourself to help you feel much more in control of it, help it become to, you know, some an area of life that feels predictable and that you can feel really good about it. Um, so I hope that this is helpful for you. I hope that you're able to take some of these things and implement it and keep more of your money. Maybe you'll have $5,000 more in your bank account because you used some of these practices just like I did. All right. That's all that I've got for today, everyone. I will see you on the next episode. If you would like more information about how we can help you take the stress out of money with one-on-one financial coaching, please check out our website, www.fiscalfitnessphx.com. And please join our private Facebook group by going to facebook.com groups slash fiscal fitness money. And if you have a passion for personal finance and are interested in helping others take the stress out of money by becoming a financial coach, check out our financial coach training program at www.financialcoachacademy.com and join our free Facebook group by searching Facebook for Financial Coaches Unite. We'll see you on the next episode of the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where we'll help the world take the stress out of money.